Hey everyone, welcome to this week's podcast. I'm Dorinda Wilson, wife to one, mom to eight, and Nana to seven. Yes, that's right. The number went up from six to seven. Our daughter told us she was pregnant on Christmas Day. In fact, she handed me um, a book. I can't even remember the title of it, but as I opened it up, there was the pregnancy test, um, a positive pregnancy test, and she had put it inside the book for a gift for me because she knows that every time I hear that there's a new baby on the way for anybody, I am excited. I am rejoicing because I believe that God is the giver of life. And so, of course, she can always count on me for a great reaction. (laughs) And it's not something that I fake or put on or pretend. It just happens. And so, uh, you know, her husband had the um, his phone all ready to record, and uh, it was just a, it was just such a great surprise. I was so excited, and then just last week they found out that they are having another little boy, and so this is the daughter that I've had on my podcast before talking about her first baby who was stillborn. His name was Isaac, and we tell that story on another episode. And then she had Nate and Ella. And William, and uh, I think the last story we told was about William's birth and what a redeeming birth that was. So if you get a chance to go and listen, if you like birth stories and uh, that kind of thing, it's just a great, wonderful story about God's grace and His mercy and His redemption. So I would encourage you to go listen to it. But um, so yes, we have grandchild number seven on the way, and it's another little boy. So now she'll have, including Isaac, this is her fourth boy and just one little girl. So we are, um, she's going to be a boy mom, much like her mother, it, it looks like. <laughs> Unless something changes, the more children they have. <laughs> anyway, welcome to the podcast. Um, I am excited because today I'm doing a mentoring moment episode. Now, you guys know, if you've been listening for a while, I have a few different series that I do. Um, I have an Unhurried Grace, which is more like a devotional series, and then I have um, On the Porch, and it's just kind of a sit out on the front porch and chit-chat. This one is Mentoring Moments is really... um, centered around my heart as an older woman talking to younger women. And the Bible talks about this in Titus 2, and we'll be talking more about that as I um, record more episodes of this because um, I've been really praying about what to do on the podcast and needing to do something a little bit different. And I think what the Lord is showing me at, for this season is to try to keep these right around 15 to 20 minutes, and that makes it easier for me, and it makes it easier for you to be able to listen to, but I also put out two podcasts a week, so making them 30 minutes, 40 minutes each was just getting to be um, a lot, and so in order to keep my priorities, um, I needed to ask the Lord for wisdom as to how to do this differently. And I also believe that in his sovereignty, it will be a good fit for you as well. So um, I'm going to still do kind of the same pattern of one uh, one podcast will be kind of more practical. That'll be the Mentoring Moments podcast. And then the second one will be a little more spiritual food. And so I am excited to be talking about some topics that are near and dear to my heart and very much related to Titus 2 and what 
uh, God tells us in Titus 2 that older women are supposed to be talking to younger women about. But I wanted to start with sort of an introductory podcast before I launch into um, some of the more practical topics because I really have been feeling for a while like we're all sort of reeling a little bit from all that's happened over the last little over a year since uh, COVID came on the scene. And there are there's so much information, there's so many opinions out there, and there's so much that can distract us from what God has actually called us to do. Our first calling is as wives and moms and keepers of our home. And I know that might bristle with some of you, um, but I think most of you understand my heart in that. Um, This is what God's Word says. I am not stating a rule that I have made or making a law uh, or repeating a law that some man came up with. Um, This is God. This is God's um, ordained role for us as women. Now, I realize not all women get married and have children, and I understand that there are there are differences, and there are certainly differences in the way that we approach, you know, our specific marriage and children. But overall, our priority should be the home. And I'm going to be talking more about the specifics of that and what God's been laying on my heart regarding that um, in just a bit, maybe later in this podcast but specifically in the upcoming podcast. So right now, today, I want to talk about what is God up to with this whole whatever it is that just happened, right? What That's still happening. Um, there's so many things we could talk about, but really what we really need to know as women of God is what is God doing? What not only it, what is he doing, but what is our responsibility in all of this? How do we respond to what we see God doing. So the first thing we need to ask ourselves is, what is God up to? What is he up to? Well, I honestly believe that, you know, as this year has unfolded, what we've seen happen is we have seen things canceled. We have seen parents really kind of being forced to you know, have their kids do remote learning if their kids were in public school. For those of us who are homeschooling, a lot of activities and regular co-ops and things have been canceled. Some have not picked back up, or if they have, they look very different. So really, a lot of things that were normal for us have not returned to normal, and we don't know when or if they ever will. So knowing that God is sovereign over our lives, and I am a firm believer in God's sovereignty, We know that he is weaving everything together according to his plan. Now, we don't know all the details as to what his plan is, but we do know that he is always working. We do know that he is always working on behalf of his people. We do know that he is Lord over everything, over government, over, um, you know, over the authority, authorities, quote unquote, over our health, over our lives, over where we are placed right now in our lives. And we can trust that he is doing something good. And as hard as it has been, I can attest to the fact that he is doing something good in my life. 
If you've been following me for any length of time, you know that I struggle with anxiety off and on. I've ha- I have podcasts that I've done on it. God has revealed himself many times in the midst of my struggles with anxiety. But I will say that over the last several months, it has probably been magnified. And I'm pretty sure that you can probably say the same thing. Even if you really didn't struggle with anxiety before, maybe it's now become a struggle for you just in the midst of all the uncertainty, in the midst of loneliness. Now, these are things I'm going to be addressing in the devotional that I'm going to be doing the devotional podcast at the end of the week. So every week there'll be a practical one. This is the practical one. And the other one I'm going to be talking about in the uh, finding hope in the midst of uncertainty, finding hope in the midst of loneliness, and finding hope in our identity in Christ. This is a, a, a series that I did of three talks at a women's event recently in Tennessee. And I'm telling you, the week before that event... I struggled so much with anxiety, not just about the event, but a lot of other things playing into that anxiety. And um, I'm going to talk about what God showed me um, before and after that event. But what he gave me was so, so good in the midst of my struggles. God just poured out his heart to me, and I want to share that with you. I shared it with the ladies that weekend, and it was a wonderful, wonderful day with these ladies. Um, But I feel like you all need to hear this message as well. So I'll be sharing that in little bits and pieces and little 15-minute increments um, over the next few weeks. So back to what is God up to? Here's what I think. As I have seen more families having to be home with their children, I believe that God is turning the hearts of parents toward their families. You know, it's so easy to get distracted even if we homeschool. We can get so busy and wrapped up in activities and other things outside the home that we neglect our calling at home with our children, with our husbands, with our homemaking. And we want to be found faithful to walk in obedience to God's word. And so the scripture that I want to read to you came to mind when I t- when that phrase, turning the hearts of parents to their families, it comes out of the book of Malachi. And Malachi is actually the last book of the Bible. And so these are the last words of the Old Testament. So it's the last book of the Old Testament, not the last book of the Bible. So it's the last few words that were spoken to the prophets before Jesus came on the scene. So I'm thinking there's some significance to these particular words. And so I want to share them with you. It's Malachi, um, the last chapter, I think it's Malachi 6, verses 5 and 6. And here's what it says. Look, I am sending you the prophet Elijah before the great and dreadful day of the Lord arrives. His preaching will turn the hearts of fathers to their children and the hearts of children to their fathers. Otherwise, I will come and strike the land with a curse. So let me go back over that because I think it's important for you to understand when it says the prophet Elijah, I believe it's talking about Jesus because that's that's who comes on the scene next, right? So he is sending Jesus and his preaching will turn the hearts of fathers 
to their children and the hearts of children to their fathers. He's talking about the gospel. I think that's the main point here, talking about the gospel, because Jesus, everything centers around the gospel, and Jesus is the center of the gospel, right? He is the one who came and died, uh, lived the perfect life that we couldn't live, died the death we could not die to pay for our sins, and was and rose again. He conquered sin and death so that we are no longer slaves to sin. And so we have this new covenant and this new life as believers. And so what I think God is doing in the midst of all of these inconveniences is he is calling specifically Christian parents home to their families. We are having to take another look at what is this going to look like now? What is our homeschooling going to look like? What is our schooling going to look like? What is, um, you know, our parenting going to look like as we spend more time with our children and more things come to the surface possibly that we need to deal with with our kids and in our relationships at home? Being home is uh, is really an amazing and powerful place where God does a deep work in each of us and. Um, you know, I talk about this in Nurturing Sibling Relationships, which is one of my podcasts and one of the things that I talk about at conferences, because our kids learn so much from sibling relationships and from family relationships. So I believe that God is turning the hearts of his people, parents who love the Lord, toward their families and even bringing parents who don't know the Lord to him through this process of having to pay more attention to how they're going to home how they're going to educate their kids. You know, in the midst of this God had me write a book. I had no idea when I started writing the 4-hour school day that it would come out at the time that it's coming out in June. And I just believe I praying, praying that God will use it mightily. Um, because really one of the most common threads in that book is strengthening the family. You know, when it was all said and done, it's like I didn't set out to write a book that necessarily focused on strengthening the family. But what ended up happening was as I wrote each and every chapter and then looked back on it as a whole, I got to see how God weaved it all together through the things that he had me talk about. So I'm excited and praying that it will be a blessing to the body of Christ. I believe also that God is purifying the church. You know, a lot of churches have not opened their doors. Their doors are still shuttered. And I don't believe that this should be so. I believe the door should be open and we should be meeting like normal. Obviously, every church pastor has to make those decisions. Every church leader has to make those decisions. And I don't envy that decision. But we need to exercise um, biblical wisdom. And the church has gone so far away um, in general from the truths of God's word and solid foundational biblical principles that I believe we're in a time of discipline, that God is saying, it's time to get back to the truths of my word and to stand on them firmly without wavering. So he's calling us. I believe he is calling us and he is purifying us. And he is revealing who are the real sheep and who are the wolves and sheep's sheep clothing. I, I just, I, we're seeing it left and right. And that's okay. This is a good thing because what God wants to do is he wants to empower his church and he can only empower and strengthen the church 
when the church is walking in obedience to him and standing firmly on the principles of his word. And so as we move forward with these podcasts, I'm going to be talking very strongly about biblical family and our roles as wives and moms and homemakers and um, and as a Christian women. So I believe that God is calling us to a slower, simpler life. We sort of got forced into it over the last year, and some of you know some of us have fought it tooth and nail and continued to just distract ourselves and to stay busy, you know, listening to the news and this crisis and that crisis and all the political drama and the elections last year. And I am here to implore you as Christian women, as wives, and as moms to consider your heart. Are you anxious? Are you fearful? Are you worried? Because these are the temptations that are coming, that have come with the times that we live in. We had those temptations before. They are magnified now. And the temptations are to be fearful. What does God say about fear? He says, I have not given you a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind, or in some translations says self-discipline. We have got to discipline ourselves to keep our hearts and our minds on the truths of God's word so that we are not walking in fear. How about anxiety? Oh my goodness, yeah, I've told you this has been a struggle for me, and it, and, it, and it has been, but I am telling you right now, God is faithful. And I think it's so important for us not to make excuses, I can make excuses till the cows come home about why I have reasons to be anxious. And I finally, just a few weeks ago, said, God, I'm done. I am not doing this anymore. I'm going to sit right here with you in the hard, in the anxiety, and I'm just going to sit here with you and I'm going to invite your presence and I ask that you would give me wisdom and show me a way out. Because anxiety, at by its very nature, at the root of anxiety, um, it's sin. It is a disordered heart. God has called our hearts to order. He's called our hearts to be aligned with his. And when they are aligned with his, there is peace. He says, be anxious for nothing. There is no caveat there. There is nothing. Um, he doesn't say except for this or except for this. He says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything. And that's what I was doing a few weeks ago when I said, I'm not going to rush past these hard places because love, if I love God, I'm not going to rush past these hard places. And he's not rushing past them either. I'm going to sit in that hard place with him. And it says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, Let our requests be made known unto God, and the peace of God that passes all understanding will guard our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. God calls us to obedience in bringing all of these things to him with thanksgiving, and he will respond by giving us peace and guarding our hearts with his peace that passes all understanding. So when other people look at us and they say they should feel anxious, why aren't they anxious? This is what makes us different. This this is what makes us a beacon on a hill. This is what makes us a light in a dark world. In this world we're living in right now is when people are walking in fear, 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 fear. And they look at us and they say, 
You're not, you don't seem to be walking in fear. You don't seem to be anxious. What is going on? And they want a reason for the hope that we have, and we will be ready to give them a reason for the hope that we have. And it's not just us moms as individuals. Our lack of anxiety, our staying away from anxiety and fear overflows onto our children. We are teaching our children how to be courageous. We are showing them what it looks like. We're not just talking. We are living it. And they look at us and they sense the peace that passes all understandings. Kids are intuitive. They know when we're anxious. They know when we are worried and fearful. We do not want to pass that sin on to them. The Bible talks about generational sins and how as his covenant people, he will break those co- those those generational sins. And it stops with us. We have got to dig our heels in and say, no, we are not passing on anxiety and fear and worry to our children. We will not do that. And so we have to do the hard work of disciplining ourselves to, to be obedient to God's word. So as 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 much as we have to slow down, we slow down. As much as we have to simplify, we do it. We do it out of obedience to God and he will bless it. Forget about productivity. God will cover it. If you need to slow down and just be with him and work through things in prayer or work through things with your kids in prayer, do it. You, you are giving them no greater gift by giving, you're giving them the gift of faith and a real living relationship with a really living, real living God that is powerful and mighty. That's what you're showing them. You are showing them that you are not trusting in your own wisdom. What does it say in Proverbs 3? Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, every little thing. And and he will direct your path. And then it says, do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil, for this will be health to your body and nourishment to your bones. Anxiety can literally break down our physical body. And those are some of the things I had been experiencing. And that's when I'm like, okay, I'm clearly not walking in obedience to God. My heart is not ordered because I am anxious all the time or anxious much of the time. And so we need to commit ourselves. And I will commit with you to do this. We will do this together, okay? We're going to follow God's lead as he calls us to a slower, simpler simpler life. We resist the temptations uh, to have fear and worry and anxiety because all of that is a disordered heart. And we're going to go back to solid biblical principles. We know that God's word is unchanging, right? It's unchanging. It is the only firm foundation. It has stood the test of time. You know, all of these new trends and ideas, they change from day to day to day, but God's word never changes. It is a firm place to plant our feet. And so that is what we're going to do. And we're also going to ask the Holy Spirit to help to first give us wisdom and insight. Every time we open his word, God, show me what you want me to see in your word. Holy Spirit, help me to see what you want me to see, to hear what you want me to hear, to understand what you want me to understand. And then moms, we need the Holy Spirit to help us apply 
that word. And so that's what we're going to pray for. Let's pray right now. Lord, we thank you for your goodness to us. God, we pray in Jesus' name that you would reveal yourself to us by the power of the Holy Spirit as we move throughout our days and we do the good work that you put in front of us. God, renew our hearts, renew our commitment to our families, renew our commitment to resisting anxiety and worry. God, you said that for every temptation, you would make a way out. Lord, every time we're tempted, Father, show us a way out so that we can walk in obedience to you and pass on to our children the truth of who you are by how we live our lives. Thank you that you are good and faithful, that the work you're doing in our hearts and in our children's hearts and in our husband's hearts is a work that only you can do. And so we commit ourselves wholeheartedly to walking in obedience to you, God, being obedient to you and trusting you for the outcome. Lord, we we do our responsibility and we trust in your sovereignty for the outcome. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.